Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts feel like we're just getting started, and it's the final hour here on Fox Sports Radio. In for Big Ben Maller, I'm Chris Plank with Eddie Garcia. And as you heard the big man mention, we're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. Three NFL games puts a wrap on week 16, only two weeks left in the NFL. And Eddie, real quick, we haven't taken a lot of time to truly go back through. Which, by the way, the Saturday games seem like they were two weeks ago. Don't even get me started on the Thursday game. But I I jotted down a few notes from what I watched on on Saturday and then into Sunday. And I wanted to start here. Are you um, back on board with all things being right in Steeler Nation? Now, granted, quarterback injury down to what? Third, fourth quarterback this year. So, obviously, Mason Rudolph, probably not the long-term answer. But could probably win you a game or two and get you in the playoffs. Are you okay with Tomlin getting more time? Do you do you buy into these theories that he could be on his way out? Because that was one heck of a win and a performance in dominating Cincinnati on Saturday. No, it was it was a great win for him. Um, but no, am I? I think to answer your question, am I on board with you know everything being right? No, not at all. Uh, you know, when you lose to Arizona, New England, and Indianapolis three consecutive weeks, one win over the Bengals, as nice as it was. Uh, is not uh, is not make me feel like everything's fine. They're gonna you know they're gonna win their final two games or win one of their final two games and uh, maybe get a chance to get in the playoffs. But uh, as far as Mike Tomlin goes, um, uh, you know he's not a Supreme Court justice. He doesn't get to be coach of the Steelers for life, even though they've had three head coaches in my lifetime and I'm 53 wow. years old. Um, so, but I'm not, I there I would be stunned. If the Steelers fired Mike Tomlin, um, trade him? I, I no, I don't. I okay. don't think they're going to trade him, or or unless he asks for it, which I don't think he would. Um, 
But it is kind of interesting. I hear a lot of people talk about you know the Steelers and their identity and things like that. And I'm like, the the, the biggest thing the Steelers have for their identity is like stability and not you know overreacting to things. Mm-hmm. And whether Steeler fans or anyone else wants to push back against this, the fact of the matter is, if they were to fire Mike Tomlin. Uh, and, it, and that, this may not even happen. He's never had a losing season. And I know, oh, yeah. and he, never, he hasn't won a playoff game in this number of years. Blah, blah, blah. For them to fire Mike Tomlin after his maybe his first losing season, which is which I don't even know if that's going to happen now. I think they could beat Seattle. I don't know if they're going to beat Baltimore in their final game, but they could, you know, they could end up with a winning record again. I, I just I would be stunned by that. I would be shocked by that. Um, the only way I could see them making a change is if. Perhaps they went to him and said, "You know, we'd like for you to make some staff changes." And he would, and if he said no, then that would be a different story. But um, I would be very, very surprised if they just out and out fired Mike Tomlin. I'd be shocked by that, actually. So I was, I was bringing it up, and I bring it up for a reason because, and I don't know where this rumor came from, and I don't know if I think I read it with our buddy Larry Brown Sports.com on his website, but. It, that there might be some teams willing to make a trade for him. Now, here's my question. Is that just guys connecting dots, right? Like, for instance, the Boston Globe article, or the theory. I don't even think it was an article. It was as a guest on a radio show. A dude brings up, eh, you know, I think uh, they've already made up their mind to fire Bill Belichick. And you're like, what? <laughs> Wasn't it just like a month ago where he magically had agreed to this contract that gave him another year? So I wonder if this is just people that are connecting dots and saying and seeing places like Washington, who's going to need a, a new head coach and a new ownership right group that has taken over. And maybe they want a new just whole mindset to take over, a whole new culture. Maybe people are trying to connect dots and say, ah, that's a place that would trade for a coach because I mean, Chargers are a great example of it as well. If, if I'm either one of those teams, I'm sure as hell not trading my first round pick this year, Eddie, but – I don't know if there's really anything to it, like if there's been contact that's been made or if anyone has truly theorized it or if everyone's just throwing stuff off the wall to see if it sticks. I think there are a lot of it is throwing stuff off the wall. I agree. But what what I know this has happened before and I think it happened with Belichick before, right? With the Jets where he was where he was mm-hmm. traded. What's the compensation on a coach? What are you what are what are teams going to ask for for a coach? You know what well, I mean? What 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 are we looking at here? Well, if you want to, uh, if you want to go as far as what history has given yeah. us, right? I mean the the Broncos had to give up picks to go get Sean Payton. How much do you guys have to give up to go get Payton? Do you remember off the top of your head? I think it was. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I, I don't think it was a first round pick, but like for just looking historically, Herm Edwards was actually traded to the uh, from the Jets to the Chiefs. Um, it was a fourth-round pick that they had to give up for him. Uh, Bruce Arians, when he retired, actually was traded to the Buccaneers. I did not remember that. The Packers received a second-round pick in 1999 for Mike Holmgren. You brought up the Bill Belichick trade, right? The Patriots got Bill Belichick and apparently a fifth- and seventh-round pick in 2001. The Jets got three picks as well. They got a 2000 first round pick and a fourth round pick and a seventh round pick the following year. Here's the Broncos trade. The Broncos got Sean Payton and a third round pick in, in this coming draft, 2024. I mean, the Saints got the Broncos first round pick last year. 
Um, I guess the two biggest ones were the John Gruden trade and the Bill Parcells trade. Just this is to give a little perspective. If if there is a trade of a Mike Tomlin or Bill Belichick, because they're both still still under contract, Bill Parcells was traded to the Jets. The Patriots at that point in 1997 got a third, a fourth, a second, and a first in the trade. They got four picks out of it. And, of course, the John Gruden trade, the uh, Raiders got two first-round picks as well, 2 and 3 and second-round picks in 2 and 4 Now, I don't think you're going to get that kind of package, are, are you, for either one of these guys? I don't, I don't know. It's a great, it's a great question. I, I, I don't even know how that really works because obviously with a player <laughs> I would go with you, right I you yeah. with a player you just you don't you don't give a damn you're just right. going to send him there but with a I coach he, he's got to agree to want to go there right or else mm-hmm. he just says yeah i'll just sit it out and uh wait for another opening somewhere else so yeah that's that's, that's really weird. interesting uh by the way one one other note on this whole steelers and trading coaches conversation here's one thing that i maybe need a little bit more light shine upon for me to better understand it. Where did things go wrong for Tomlin and hiring offensive coordinators? Because when he had Arians, pretty fan, even though there was a season or two where everyone wanted Arians gone, but Arians did a great job. Todd Haley, I think did a pretty nice job. Now uh, they made it to the playoffs. What? Four times whenever he was the offensive coordinator, but since then, Canada was a disaster, and he didn't want to move on from him. Was it Randy Fitchner? Yes, yes. Fitchner? Where did? Because to me, that's where the biggest mistakes have been made. They haven't brought in an offensive coordinator that is even a, a half of what Haley and Arians were for him. No, I I, I completely agree. Um, and I remember Ken Wisenhunt was in there yeah. somewhere. As I think well. he was right. Bef- was he right before Tomlin got the job? Maybe. maybe I think. Maybe I not. think so. Yeah, I right. think so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know where Matt Canada. I mean, I know where he came from. I know he came from college, but mm-hmm. uh, how? What the connection was with him and Tomlin? I have no idea. Whatever where it was, that came he from. Protected him, right? <laughs> well, I mean, he's certainly. Uh, He's been known as a pretty loyal guy, and I believe. Remember, I'm sure you probably remember it more than, better than I do. But that was the first in-season coaching change that the Steelers had had in like 40 years or That's something wild, like that. And it? just yeah, so I get, I get, I guess. And like I said, that organization is known for stability, and they don't make a lot of rash decisions. Um, and that even comes when it, in, in relation to signing players or trading players, they don't do a lot of that. So. Um, yeah, the Matt Canada thing was it was a disaster, um, and and that was that was you know he he kept him around too long. Um, I, I I get at the end of last year that Kenny Pickett looked a little bit better, and you know you could argue you know okay let's give this combination some more time to see how it works out, but it, it was pretty clear early on that this this wasn't uh, this wasn't going to work out, so. You know, I don't know what they're looking at as far as bringing in a new offensive coordinator. I would certainly like to see somebody a little bit maybe younger and more innovative. I don't know who that would be. I don't have a list in front of me of of, of coaches, but yeah, that that was a, that was a, obviously a, a bad hire, really bad hire. A couple of other things from uh, the weekend NFL slate. It's the Ben Maller show. Chris Plankin for Big Ben. That's me. That's Eddie Garcia. Eddie, we we saw the Lions clinch a division. They got a home playoff game for the first time since I was in high school. It's not necessarily smooth how they won that game. I mean, they they did let 
Nick Mullins throw for what, like 400 yards against them, but they they also picked him off four times. So I mean, there there is that. But are you um are you a believer that this Lions team can do some damage in the playoffs? I mean, again, they have not. They have not necessarily been in in a skid. They're not like a two or three game losing streak that you look on their schedule and you're like, dang, they kind of had a 49ers like dip or an Eagles like dip, but they played bad teams close, right? They they lost to the Bears and then that that was a five point game. I think I think I saw a stat where Jared Goff had only thrown what like ten interceptions on the season and five of them were against the Bears. Maybe we'll learn a lot about them against the Cowboys this weekend, a lot more if, if you can learn more about a team this late in the season. But I kind of find myself like one of two things are gonna happen. Either we're gonna look up and the Lions are gonna be in the AFC championship game, or we're gonna look up and they got upset in the first round of the playoffs. I can't kind of figure out which team they are right now. Well, they're currently matched up against the Rams, and I'm not a gambling man. But if I were, I like, I look, I root for the Lions. I'm, I'm, I'm a guy who's a sucker for underdogs, and they're certainly having a great, great year for them. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at, you know, who do you really believe in as a contender? I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Rams beat them in the first round of the playoffs. And I like Matt Canada a lot. I think, you know, we talked about changing culture, you know, things that uh, need to be done, you know, here in L.A. with the Chargers, that kind of thing. And what's maybe developing in Las Vegas with the Raiders. Um, he Matt Campbell's done a great job of going in there. And, and you know, this team, I think they... They lo- they like playing for each other, you know, all those kinds of things. But then you see, you're like, how in the hell do they lose that Thanksgiving game at home against the <laughs> right. Packers? Like right. that's that's their that's almost like a de facto playoff game for them. And you're like, of all the years where we never wanted to watch the Lions, now we finally want to watch the Lions on Thanksgiving, and then they lay an egg like that. I'm just like, what is this? What is going on here? So <laughs> I like them. I'm rooting for them, but I don't believe in them. I really don't. Do you believe in Joe Flacco right now? Because it's kind of the same question with the Lions because for them, right? This is a great year for them under the circumstances with their history. But if you're just taking all that aside and looking at the team and how they play in certain situations, I would say for the Browns with their quarterback situation and what it's been for years and years and years, it's a great story. Mm-hmm. And he's come in and he's given them st- some stability and given them a chance to win. They got a great defense. But, you know, do I think Joe Flacco can lead them to a maybe maybe one playoff win? Maybe. If, so, if everything goes right for him. But do I think he can come in and you know, have another Super Bowl run and make like $3 million. I think they, they signed something. He could get $3 million if they make it to the Super Bowl. Something like that. Nah, no. It's a great nah. story, though. It's a good story. Do you know, it's, a, it's an awesome story. I agree with you. But it's kind of funny because everyone's losing their minds about the, the yardage over the last few weeks, right? 368 against the Texans in a 36-22 win on Sunday. Threw for 374 against the Bears. But he also turned it over five times in those games. I mean, he's thrown seven picks. Now, seven picks to go with ten touchdowns is pretty nice. But there's been – they should have lost to the Bears. So every single time I get carried away and thinking, man, this is fun with the Browns. And look at their defense. I remember probably should have lost to the Bears too. And the, the other thing that kind of caught my eye from Sunday that we really haven't talked too terribly much about yet, I, maybe this is actually going back to a game that you were at on Saturday night. It, do – was that kind of expected for the Bills? The Chargers were coming off an embarrassing performance. 
They bring in the interim coach. They get that interim bump. Meanwhile, the Bills are coming off just two massive games, right, in in two very uh, heated, I guess you could almost say three, very heated, very energetic environments, going to Philly, playing the tight game, playing the game against Kansas City that they did where they, they, they I mean, they won the game. I mean, they they controlled most of it, and then Kansas City had that nearly miracle play to win it, and then they dominated Dallas. Uh, could it have been expected that they might dip and keep that game a little bit tighter than maybe any of us expected? Or did Eddie Garcia see something where you're like, okay, this team, not who we thought they were with the Bills? I, I got to say not who we thought they were. I, I was super impressed with that win over Dallas. Um, and the win, over, the win against Kansas City was nice. And they certainly competed against the Eagles. But that was a Charger team. With Easton Stick at quarterback, <laughs> come on, you know, I, like if if that was a game against the Patriots where it's a division rival, and those games, you know, those types of games can have a tendency to be you know, unpredictable. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I know they went from the East Coast to the West Coast and all that. I don't know. I that I was after that Cowboy win. I was kind of like, you know what, Buffalo's back, and then they, and then they played the Chargers. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Hold off on Hold that up. one. Maybe Hold not. off on that one. Let's see how they do against the Dolphins on the road in the final game. They have a chance to make a statement in that game. But, um, yeah, like Arnie Spanier said, week to week. <laughs> week to, yeah, week to week, Leak. Thanks, Arnie. A man who basically wants everyone fired if they they lose one game suddenly is trying to tell you it's a week to week, Leak. All right, when we come back to the TireRack.com studios, I've got some statistical nuggets I've been holding on to all show long from the day's uh, games. Plus, some final thoughts on Twitter from you at Eddie on Fox. I'm at Plank Show. Everyone go give us a follow at Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast. Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? 
You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. There's a widespread problem of boring sports talk. The Ben Maller Show offers a solution under the cover of darkness. We're 25% more effective at delivering zany hot takes than our competitors. We'd love for you to help us grow the audience with a personal endorsement. Just mention our show and tag along with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're growing the Maller Militia one new member at a time. And now live from the Tyrac.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, in for Ben Maller, it's Chris Plank. Ah, yes, we are in horse racing terms. Heading down the home stretch here on a, gosh, I'm so thrown off, Eddie, with Christmas being on a Monday. I hear now you. Now a Tuesday, a lot of people getting this Tuesday off as well too. So I hope you are. We're we're grinding through for you. Um, but do you have any like post Christmas traditions? I'll just my wife and my daughters go shopping. So basically, what I've learned, and I think many of you, uh, girl dads, or if you have older daughters, everything you buy them, and my wife is guilty of this too, Eddie. They take it all back. I don't know why I, I buy gifts at all it, because I guess you have to and you're forced to because you're a bad person. If you don't, I'll ask them what they want. It's like, make me a list and I'll go buy it. And I feel like I've done a good job. My wife will even order things she wants on Amazon, give them to me and say, here, wrap this, give this to me for my Christmas present, right? She's still taking it back. How was that even? I'm not saying you have to keep everything everyone gives you. But the pile of stuff that is getting taken back to stores, I guess, today, I think is larger than the actual gift pile we had. How is that even possible? I don't I don't know. Um, <laughs> I had a very interesting uh, Christmas with my wife. Uh-oh. Um, so I went to this music festival back in October. Uh, it was a three-day event. Burning Man? No, no. It was oh. called Power Trip, which is kind of a lame name, but it had Metallica and ACDC and oh, that's awesome. Tool and Iron Maiden and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, you know, I said, it, it was expensive. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I said to my wife, I go, 
uh, I don't need any birthday presents or Christmas presents. Just you know, let me go to this and I'll be happy. And she said, okay. That's cool. And so I didn't get any. I really, I got a couple of little things. Right. Not nothing from my <laughs> wife, though. Nothing from my wife. Nothing from my wife. Right. From other family members, you know, we got a little, a few things here. But my wife told me, do not buy me anything for Christmas. And she's told me this before, and I still will get her something. Right. But this was the first year. I said, you know what? Gonna I'm not doing it. And she didn't say a word about it. Not one word. She was. It was not a trick. She was being serious. I did not get my wife anything for Christmas, and she was happy with that. So, it's funny, because I, like, like I said, I'll have the things bought and wrap them, so I'm not really buying any presents, and I've kept waiting for, like, that other shoe to drop. This is not, I'm not being negative about this, just so you know, because I kind of hear what Eddie's saying. Coop, did you... Do you guys buy gifts for each other, or are you waiting until the wedding? Is that kind of the well? Game? We're, I was gonna say we we were in the same kind of boat this year, okay? Because we just like, just, oh god, so much money on the wedding. It's just. <laughs> By the way, congratulations to Brian Finley who got engaged. Finley at Christmas. got Did engaged. That? Maller Militia loves Brian Finley, <laughs> so congratulations to Brian. Uh, uh, he's engaged. I'm sure that whenever he was doing the. Um, what was he doing that I was cracking up? She would be playing putt-putt, and he'd be calling play-by-play while she was doing putt-putt. I'm sure that's what pushed that relationship over the top. Well done, Finley. But you didn't have to buy gifts either for your fiancé? Coop? I would assume that's a no. No. I mean, just okay. like uh, we've got just you know so much that we've been right. planning and busy with that Christmas kind of like snuck up. And, you know, we're, we're doing the honeymoon, and that's... That's not cheap? Nope. That's not cheap at all. But but I, I feel a lot less anxiety spending all the money on the honeymoon than I do on the wedding, to, to be honest. Um, so it, it's funny that you bring that up because you were saying how maybe you were waiting for another shoe to drop. And at some point it's, well, I guess you're just going to be like, this is going to be like Christmas where you're just not going to get me anything. I, I keep waiting for like a moment like that. But we've had this going for like five years, and I haven't got any backlash. You know, I always have that Star Wars kind of gif in my head where it's like, it's a trap. It's a trap. But it's not. It's not. You don't always have to buy someone something they don't need just to be like, eh, I got my kid a gift, right? Like, they're at the age. My kids open their gifts, and they were so unimpressed, not because they're spoiled or anything, but because they got what they asked for. <laughs> it's like there was nothing outlandish. It was everything they wanted. It's like, oh, this is the sweater I picked out. You bet it is. Now it's still getting taken back for some reason, Eddie. But yeah. I mean, I, I love I love the way you laid it out. We came to the agreement. The agreement worked. And you haven't had any backlash for it. That's a solid, I think, solid I think she was actually happy that I listened to her. There you go. I feel that. Because I don't always listen to her. <laughs> and she was like, all right, you didn't she's, hey. she, You didn't give me anything. I'm like, nope. She was like, good. Good. We're a big stocking family. In other words, I don't know if this is some Midwestern thing or if everyone does it, where you'll hammer the stocking full of like toothpaste and razors and stuff you probably never really knew you needed. But then all of a sudden it's like, hey, I need one of those razors because I'm traveling for my stocking. And she's like, just fill my stocking up and I'll be happy. And last year I went and bought a bunch of candy because I panicked last minute and they poured a bunch of candy in there. And that didn't work. I, I had to take. Do you know how embarrassing it is to have to take candy back to a Walgreens or a CVS? It's the most embarrassing thing ever. But 
I didn't do that this year. I said, just order what you want, and it worked out okay. So, you, yeah, I, I think we're on to something here, Eddie. I think we figured out gift buying. Just when they say they don't want anything, take them at their word. Now, if they say they don't want anything and then they get mad at you, well, that's their own fault, right? That's on Yeah, them. for sure. No, where are, you, where are you on gift cards? Because uh, some people feel like that's super lazy. I like getting the gift I cards, love, actually. Okay. One of my best friends that I work with on, uh, on, on, on college radio literally despises gift cards. It's, it's almost as if you walked up and you assaulted him. If you get him a gift card, it's like, what is this? I love gift cards. I mean, I'll hold on to a gift card. I have one right now from like two years ago that's got nine bucks on it. I don't care. I'm going to find a point where I'm going to go to that Rudy's barbecue and I'm going to spend that nine bucks on a breakfast burrito or something. But I got it. It's like free money to me for some reason. I'm with you, Eddie. I love gift cards. Love it. Anywhere, too. Unless it's a you know restaurant I don't eat at. But I'll still have it and use it. I'm a fan. Why? Is uh, is this something that Coop's anti? Is this an in-studio? No, 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 no. Oh, this, okay. No, no, this is nothing. No, no. Okay. Nothing to do with any of the, the right. co-workers. Or I don't know if this was a bin thing, too. Just wanted to make sure. All right. A uh, couple of quick numbers that I have for you. Merry Christmas. So I hope everyone got everything they wanted. I did. The Raiders beat the Chiefs. Let's go. Uh, the Ravens have won seven games this year, according to Optistats, by 14 or more points. All of those seven wins have come against opponents that are currently above 500. How about that? No team in NFL history has had more than five regular season wins by two touchdowns or more, 14-plus points, against teams that finish the season with a winning record. And right now the Ravens have seven. Now a couple of these teams are teetering, right? Houston, Seattle, Cincinnati, and Jacksonville. But that would still be four wins by two touchdowns over teams with winning records. Today, as I'm watching these Philadelphia Eagle highlights, well, I didn't realize how ugly this game was, Eddie. The Eagles become the first team in NFL history to fumble four or more times, commit nine or more penalties, allow a 65-yard-plus pick six, and allow a 65-yard touchdown pass all in the same game. That had never happened in the same game. They still ended up winning the game 33-25. to 25. Meanwhile, Kyle Shanahan is now 0-38 as a head coach in his career when trailing by eight or more points in the fourth quarter. They are the only team without a win since 2017 with those types of numbers. Now, again, I don't know about you, Eddie, eight points, touchdown lead. Sometimes you feel pretty confident with it. But you would think San Francisco would have backed into one of those at some point, right? Yeah, that that is very surprising. I was shocked by that one. Uh, and then the other note, the Raiders had not won at Kansas City since 2020. I want to say it's the first time that they've won at Kansas City with a full crowd. Because remember, 2020, that was COVID, and it wasn't necessarily a full crowd. I say it's like 2016 since the Raiders have won at Arrowhead with full capacity. <sighs> Sucks. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Juan Gabriel, Juan Gis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. None of these NBA games resonated with me today. Not a one. I mean, I'm watching the highlights right now, and it looked like it was a great game between Denver and Golden State. I was watching NFL. I just, I might be in the minority. I might not. I, I don't think I will be once I see the TV ratings. But I used to be that dude. Eddie, I was that dude. That was Christmas Day is here. Time to start caring about the NBA. Now I can't even do it. I'm like, ah, all right. We'll get there eventually. Get to the NBA at some point. I, again, I've got a team in my market. I go to Thunder Games. I really like that team. I love the Lakers. Just can't do it right now. Don't know why. All right. A couple what, of, what is going to be the new? I'm oh, sorry. What is going to be the new? Is it New Year's now? What, what are we looking at here? <laughs> what holiday are we going to start paying attention now? <laughs> the NBA stops and is like, all right, why don't we just say like Valentine's Day, February, Ma- Valentine's to the NBA. Welcome, everybody. It's our new marketing campaign. Uh, a couple of quick texts before we put a wrap on this edition of the Ben Maller Show. Ryan writes, Bill's Chargers game this past weekend was a trap game. Chargers were coming off getting torched last week fired their coach all that led to a trap game the following week bills got the w still the best team in the afc 
Bills-Niners Super Bowl. Man. Now, in fairness, that would not have been a wild prediction when the season started, right? But as uh, my dad likes to say, S happens. And when you lose three or four games like they did, which included a loss to Cincinnati, I think, was Burrow still playing in that game? Uh, when they lost to Cincinnati, uh, yeah, Joe Burrow was still playing in that game. Threw for 346 yards. They lost to Cincinnati. Then they lost to Denver. Beat the Jets in probably one of the worst Jets performances. And then got beat by Philadelphia. Right? There's been some disappointing performances on the way, like the season-opening loss to the Jets on the game-winning punt return. Still one of the weirdest games of the year. They lost somehow in there to, uh, to a Jacksonville Jaguar team that at that, at that game, at that point, they were kind of controlling it. And then they lost to New England as well. I think Mac Jones was even the starting quarterback in that game. So no one doubts, I think, Eddie, that Buffalo has the pieces. It's just... In some of these losses, they've looked so bad, it's hard to believe they can consistently be that team that beat Dallas two weeks ago. Yeah, no, I was ready to go all in on Buffalo if they would have come out here to L.A. and really taken care of business against mm-hmm. the Chargers. I was I was ready. I thought that win over Dallas was awesome, but, but, yeah. uh, but they didn't. And you can say, well, coaching change and, and, you know, here in L.A. for the Chargers and blah, blah, blah. That's a bad Chargers secondary that they couldn't get any consistent passing in going against that team very surprising not good keith writes the only people who have better job security than a steelers head coach are federal judges tomlin is safe well maybe this is different because i'm a big believer right and hey don't you don't want to fire your coach and then live to regret it because he goes somewhere else and rolls and he's never had a losing season but you pointed this out, Eddie. When, when was the last time they won a playoff game? Are we are we going back to like what? I think it's been six 2017, years. 2016? I mean, and you've missed the playoffs in you know three of the last five seasons. So maybe this is that moment to where Steelers ownership says, hey, you know what? This dude has been there, what, 15, 16 seasons, and he's done a great job. But if the Washington commanders want to come and make a trade and try to get him, We'll do it. We'll listen to you if you want to try to make a trade for him. Vegas Raiders, which I think Antonio Pierce is going to be the guy with the Raiders. But, Eddie, I don't know. I understand what Keith is saying in the security as a Steelers head coach. Am I crazy in that this year seems to feel a little bit different with the way it's gone? It feels a little different, and there's certainly more discussion about it than ever before. But I I still will be shocked if they just flat-out fire him. After his first losing season. Again, yeah. there, and if there's some other circumstances surrounding it, like I said, if they come in and say, you got to make some major staff changes, and he says, no, I'm not going to do that, well, then, okay, then I could see it. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think he would be open to that, though, because the organization, look, he's been good to them. The organization's been good to him. Uh, I think he, you know, I think he wants to hmm. continue as coach of the Steelers. So we'll see. I, I, I would be shocked if he gets fired after this year. Dwayne asks, where does John Harbaugh sit as a future Hall of Fame coach? Well, I mean, he's won a Super Bowl. I mean, I think for the most part, you win a Super Bowl, you're probably going to find yourself with the longevity he's had in one place. I think he's a Hall of Famer, right? Am, am I? Is that a hot take that John Harbaugh is a Hall of Famer? I, I certainly mm-hmm. had not heard anybody bring that up, but I'll put it this way. He's highly successful. As you said, he's won a Super Bowl, and he's still – 
I, I would think he still has a lot of years left in him to coach wherever it is. Mm, I agree. Uh, so yeah, that that book is not close to being, you know, written. Uh, he's got. I think he's going to coach a lot more years. I do too. And then one more quick one here from uh, Joe, who writes: Can someone explain to me again why the Jets went all in after a forty-year-old in the twilight of his career? Instead of chasing Lamar Jackson this past offseason. I don't I don't know if Lamar Jackson was ever truly available, right? Because the Ravens could have tagged him and there were there was buzz and maybe the, the Falcons were gonna try to make a play for him and the Raiders might try to make a play for him, but I don't know, maybe maybe my memory sucks, but I just I don't think he was ever truly really gonna be available, Eddie. I think that the Ravens were gonna do what they could to keep him around. Kind of like that great fight that people want to have about Austin Reeves and his contract. Oh, the Spurs should have tried to sign him, and then the then the Lakers would have had to pay him $100 million. Well, yeah, but the Lakers were still going to match anything that was was offered to him. I think with this you know, thought that Lamar Jackson was available, I don't necessarily know if he truly was. I don't think the Ravens were going to deal him regardless. I, I agree. I, I, there was a lot of talk from Lamar, a lot of posturing, a lot of politicking, but in the end, I think he knew that the Ravens were going to give him what he wanted and he was going to stay yeah. there. All right, when we come back to the TireRack.com studios, what to look forward to this week and some final thoughts as we put a wrap on week 16 of the NFL next. Wait, week 16? Oh, my gosh, week 16 already? It's Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Science tells us that nocturnal creatures have enhanced senses, including excellent hearing and making it easier for them to enjoy the Ben Maller Show. For those working the dreaded day shift, we offer the podcast. Listen when you want, how you want to the Ben Maller Show. It is guilt-free and recession-proof. Available on the iHeart app and wherever you get your podcasts. Spread the good word and subscribe. Give us a spicy, hot review. And now live from the TireRack.com, Fox Sports Radio Studios, in for Ben Maller, it's Chris Plank. Thanks, Eddie. Always love hanging out with you, man. Didn't get a lot of those opportunities because Ben doesn't take any days off work in 2023. Probably won't get a ton in 24 because Ben's a workaholic, and I'm grateful for it. But I cherish every time I get a chance to, as the kids would say, chop it up with you. Uh, Brian, no. In with Jason Fitz next. Now, the only person who might be higher on the Raiders right now than I am is my man Jason Fitz. And he's got to deal with the Bronco propaganda. I'm sorry, Dolphin. Look at me, Coop. Dolphin propaganda from No coming up next. But that's next right here on Fox Sports Radio and for Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. All right. Do I, do I see this correctly? Is Cowboy from Windsor on hold, Coop? Because I can't think of a better way to put a wrap on this edition of the Ben Maller Show than, than getting Cowboy in here. What's going on, Cowboy? Oh, nothing much, Chris. Hope you had a great Christmas. I did. I did. Well, um, the man of steel, Ricky Henderson, was 65 yesterday. Our prime minister, uh, Justin Trudeau, was 52. He was born the day that uh, Gerald Yupermi, the former line kicker, kicked that field goal to beat the um, Kansas City Chiefs 27-24 in the longest NFL game ever. And won an overtime and a half and over 82 minutes. That was December 25th, uh, 1971. Former NHL player... Uh, um, Norm Oldman's 88. He played back when I was a boy and young man. He played for the Red Wings in Toronto, among other teams. Let's see, former uh, ma- uh, major league Hall of Famers, um, 
Carlton Fisk and uh, Ozzy the Wizard of Oz Smith are 76 and 69, respectively. And um, another major league pitcher, uh, George Storm Davis, who played for the Tigers briefly, was 62 today. And the great comedian Jack Benny, uh, 80, died uh, 49 years ago today of pancreatic cancer. A quarter century and three months later, uh, that same deadly disease claimed my sister, Wendy Bayless, back March 19, 2000, at the age of 45. And see, the actor named C.C. Pounder was 71 yesterday. Country singer Steve Ooh. Warner was 69 yesterday. Ooh. And so, anyway, oh, and a former New York Yankees uh, player and coach, Roy White, will be 80 tomorrow. So, anyway, I hope everybody had a great Christmas. I want to be the Golden Bachelor, and I should be the next Golden Bachelor. Remember, you got to be a boy to be a cowboy. I hope everybody had a hey, great Christmas. Hey, where are the white Happy women at? Come on, bye. <laughs> uh, Eddie, what was your first year at Fox Sports Radio? Oh, God. Uh, it's, I believe it's been 20, 23 okay. years. Because now my first run, first round, was when Big Ben was on. The, the Ben Maller show was the third shift, and it was the weekends. And then I think it was, what, George Sedano moved to, to L.A. or ESPN. Well, he was in L.A. Ben took over during the week. I did the weekends. I, I did the, the Friday into Saturday and the Saturday into Sunday. And... My very first caller was Cowboy from Windsor. And that was like 2006. This dude's still checking in and bringing... Does, do you think he has the same copy, Eddie? Do you think he uses the same copy every single time and just keeps it around? He's actually the oldest caller to Ben Show. Wow. From from the, the, the moment the network started. he uh, I actually talked about retiring as a caller recently, hmm. but that has apparently not happened. Ah! Wow, that's a good try. Uh, Eddie, enjoy the week, buddy. Yeah, you too. Thank you. I always love hanging out. Give my best to, to the wife. and Will do. Maybe the Chargers to win a couple games here to the end of the season for uh, Coop and I to have the Broncos and the Raiders fight for a playoff berth. Coop, best of luck uh, in your nuptials. And I always love any time I get to hang out with Silent Mark. You all have a great 26th. This is Fox Sports Radio. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.